all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So I don't think anybody disagrees that we need to keep America beautiful. It's a mantra that we all think is a great idea. No one loves litter, right? Well, with World Environment Day just happening, um, I think what I want to do is talk about littering today, but not just littering. What do we need to do? Littering's better, but still present. Why is that? What do you think is a problem? We know littering wasn't horrible back in the 50s or 30s or 40s. So what changed? We're going to talk about that a little bit. Also, what do you think um, you are doing to help your environment in general? Are we good models for our children and our grandchildren, for the people around us? Do you think that you can make a difference? What about recycling? Do you do it? Do you think that makes a difference? Do you think that might be the answer? Is it recycling? Just a couple of tidbits of data to get us started before we move further. The average American throws out about four and a half pounds of garbage per day. Um, That's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? I know that did not happen with my grandparents, and I'd I'd like for us to talk a little bit about that as we move along. Um, um, Another thing, the uh, Keep America Beautiful um, organization did a study back uh, in 2020 and released their results in April of 2021 and, and gave us a little bit of data that I want you to think about as we move along. Um, so littering's down on the roadways by about 54%, they say, since 2009. Now, I certainly still see it in the South, and I know you do too. There are littering laws out there to try to curtail that, but it's still happening. Um, there's still about 50 billion pieces of litter on the ground in the U.S., um, right now. Um, Pretty terrible sounding, right? So are we keeping America beautiful? 90% of all residents agree that littering's bad. Um, 24 billion of those 50 billion pieces of litter are on our roadways, and um, 26 are on our waterways. 
So um, a lot of cigarette butts, we've talked about that before when we've talked about littering. Those are pieces that are out there. And we all know that behavioral change to curtail littering of disposable items that we don't want is something that needs to happen. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Now, according to this survey um, out there by Keep America Beautiful, about 80% of littering is attributable to individuals. Now, that one says, that particular survey said that younger individuals under 30 are less likely than older folks to litter. Um, now, I've seen some, some differences in other surveys, but this particular one said that, um, that there are no gender differences. However, there's some question about that. Billions of litter ends up in the ocean, okay? Billions. In our southern states, there are laws, all of them, some with fines, some with fines and time spent on public service picking up litter, some with imprisonment. In Tennessee, um, one of our surrounding states, has imprisonment up to six months for littering. So what do you think is the most effective? Do you know anyone who was fined or required to do any kind of community service for littering? And what do you think we should do to try to help this? All right, I want you to jump in, listeners, and join in the conversation. And this is a family matter. I know maybe somebody out there is going, well, you usually talk about mental behavioral issues. This is a behavioral issue. And this actually, your environment can affect your sense of well-being. It can affect your sense of belonging. Um, it can affect the way you feel about your environment. So I think it's a family matter. Give us a call. Join in the conversation. That's one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Well, I know Michelle McAdoo, my producer, is with me today. And I just want to say good morning to you. And um, just, I, I wanted to ask you, Michelle, did you grow up in a family where you were taught that littering was bad? Um, was it ever addressed? What do you think? And what about in your school and in your community? Was that ever looked at? Well, to the first question, um, I grew up in a family where, of course, you didn't throw anything out the window. Um, I've driven down the street, and you see entire meals on the side of the road, a box of oh, chicken absolutely. and things like that. And that's my every time I see that, I say to myself, what was that person thinking? And you just mentioned that uh, some people may think this is not a an issue about mental status. It really is because I always question the mind of a person that would throw garbage out of the window. Would you do that in your own home? Would you throw trash right. on your floor in your home? So look at your neighborhood, look at your community, look at your street as the same thing. Take pride in where you live, the community, the state, 
and look at it as ownership. If you have that mindset, I don't think you would necessarily throw trash out the window, things like that. But yes, in my home, right. we uh, we were not allowed to throw things um, outside. We had to put things in a garbage can. And that was my question to you. Do you think that it's taught? Do you think that uh, recycling and, and having um, appreciation for your environment is taught, is a learned behavior? Right. I, I think it depends on where you are. I do know that a lot of schools, public schools particularly, I don't know about private schools, but a lot of public schools do have um, modules where they they teach children about um, the environment and about littering and, and about taking care of your environment. And so um, I, I would love to hear from any school teachers out there and um, to, to tell us what, what is being taught in schools. I, we'd like to hear about what other, other children are learning. And um, I have uh, I've been on vacation with my family this week, and I've talked to a couple of my grandchildren about um, what has been going on in their minds. And um, after the break, I'd like to talk about that. But before the break, I want to go ahead and get to the phones because we have a couple of callers already. Uh, We have Mary from Madison. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. I want to call your attention to the fact that the majority of litter in our area is blown from the back of pickups. Mm. The last Mary. Yep. The last Department of Highway sign billboard listed all the uh, possible air things, but it did not listed list pickups. Yeah. And I see it every well, day every day and you know I think so many times Mary you're so right and I see it too we live in a rural state where many I mean several of my family members have pickup trucks and that's great they need it often for their work for hauling for for doing outdoor things great but many times individuals who have pickup trucks use the back of their pickup truck as where to throw garbage when they're working or when they're eating, when they're out. What they maybe hopefully are forgetting, and it's not purposeful, is that once you start that vehicle up and start moving and the wind flow happens, it blows those items out of the vehicle. Why not have a a heavy box, a weighted box, put a brick in the bottom of it with a cover and throw your garbage in there. I get having garbage, but Mary, thanks for that point because you're right. One more thing. Uh, I don't think people realize the correlation between litter and crime. There's a, a lot of correlation between litter and crime. And, you know, the sad part is that many times when people live in areas in which uh, the, the area in general is not taken good care of, um, individuals start not caring about other surroundings and even the people in the surroundings. And so um, where there's litter, there's good evidence. There have been studies done where they they looked at where litter accumulates and, um, and whether it builds more in those areas 
or if people go to new areas to litter. And what has been shown is if litter is left there, it continues to build and build. Areas that are clean of litter stay litter-free longer with more, without more additional items um, piled on. So, so that's um, a great point. Okay, I'm being told we need to go to our first break. And when we come back, we have Sue and June. So ladies, hang on and we will be right back. We have some open lines though. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Uh, we're talking about littering, taking care of our environment. Um, why do we continue to have a problem? We'd love to hear your input. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. Susan Buttress. Parents are a child's first teacher. Children make connections to the growing world around them through back and forth interactions. Parents and other caregivers can help children learn communication and social emotional skills by talking, reading, and singing each day. More information at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Well, welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with my producer, Michelle McAdoo, and we're talking about taking care of our environment, World Environment Day, and and what can we do to help and why? Why do we continue to have difficulty? So let's go back to the phones um, before I jump into any more facts for you. We have Sue from Beaumont. Hi, Sue. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I, I just want to say, well. I, I think it's a total lack of disrespect for other people to throw your trash out on the road. All it takes is putting a plastic bag in your car and throw everything in that and then put, put it in a public dumpster or take it home and put it in your trash, but it's just total disrespect, and I, I don't understand kids that do that, or adults especially that do that. They know better than that. But I don't know what you can do about it. What can you do? Well, one thing I want to talk uh, about, Sue, I agree with you. I think it's a disrespect for your environment and for others that you don't care about their space or their visual um you know, and it's certainly not just in our country. Um, I've, I've traveled about a bit over the years, and, and it occurs everywhere. Some countries better than others. I know when I was in Ireland several years ago, um, the, one, of the, one of the areas in Ireland had a competition called Tidy Town, and, um, and people competed as to who had 
the tidiest town, the nicest, cleanest town, um, including their yard space. And this was not a wealthy area by any means. Lots of little cottages with immaculate um, yards, immaculate streets, swept almost. And um, But it was a whole community joining together, having pride in what they were doing. So, you know, I think your your point is good. What can we do about it? Hopefully we can join together and um, all care, all care. Um, I don't know. Well, Sue, thanks for jumping out. If anybody has an idea about a solution for for our concern about how do we make an improvement, please give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring 877-672-7464. All right, let's stay on the phones. I want to go to June from Lumberton. Hi, June. Hi, how are you doing? Doing well. Tell us what okay, your thoughts great. are. This is my biggest pesky. And these guys in their pickup trucks with their deer corn bags, uh-uh. their empty dog food bag, their beer cans, and their water bottles. Do they not understand the properties of lift? The higher the velocity, the higher the lift. Of course, when you get in your pickup truck with an open back, things are going to fly out when you start your speed. So I think if anybody, it's it's a fact that either they don't care or they're not aware that things can actually fly out of your open bed. So I just think a little education would go a long way if these guys would just pay attention to what they throw in in the back of their pickup truck. I think it's a travesty. It's very, very prevalent around where I live. Nobody cares. That's all I got to say. Well, I think <laughs> I think you said it well. I think that, um, yeah, exactly, the property of lift. Um, just to understand the wind flow and that when something gets under um, with the airflow circulating around an object, it's going to lift it up and it's going to fly away. I hope it's not that they don't care. I think that it's not thinking. But you know there's solutions to that. It's an easy. Put a garbage can with a brick in the back of your truck. Put a box with a brick in the back of the truck and a cover. A plastic container. They're not that expensive. Everybody can do it. So um, men, I guess, now there are women truck drivers too. I know that. But I'd like to hear from some of you who who drive an open truck bed. What do you do about that? Have you tried to do something to make sure that if you have trash as you're working or playing um, and you put it in the back of the truck, do you make sure that it's not going to fly out? I'd like to hear from you. Maybe you need to defend yourself. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877 877- Six seven two seven four six four. So, um, I promised before the break while we're waiting for other callers because I really do want to hear from you guys. I wanted to tell you a little bit about my grandkids. Um, I've been on a beach vacation with my family this week, and this morning, as I was preparing for this show, I called um, my ten-year-old grandson Cohen and my six-year-old granddaughter Cora to talk about littering, because I just wanted to kind of see what they had to say. 
And I asked Cohen, honey, what do you know about littering? And he said, well, I know it's bad for the environment. It's when people throw items that they've used on the ground that they don't want, and people shouldn't do it. And Cora added, when we go, when we walk home from school almost every day, we see litter and we pick it up and we go home and we throw it in the garbage. And I said, well, that's great. And then I said, well, what would you do if you saw someone litter? And Cohen, I thought he was going to say, I'd tell them not to litter, but he didn't. He said, I would pick it up and find a garbage can and throw it in. And I said, well, what would happen if you didn't have a garbage can? He said, well, I'd put it in my pocket or I'd hold it in my hand until I got home and I could put it in a garbage can. I said, great. And so I asked, how do you think we can make things better? Cora said, plant more trees so that litter won't affect the environment as much. And Cohen said, um, I think we should have stricter laws that make, make people pay fines or make them pick up their litter, but don't put them in jail. That doesn't do any good. So that's from a 10 and a six-year-old, you guys. Uh, sounds like they have some good solutions. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the phones. Um, we have Tina from Ocean Springs. Hi, Tina. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. So um, a few years ago, I heard about um, a couple of people that were very um, concerned about the, the litter situation. I think they, you know, necessarily didn't live in Mississippi, but maybe in another part of the U.S. and um, mm-hmm. along the coast. And um, just walking the beach, they would see all the litter. And so what these people did was they collected the litter, and then um, they were artists, and they created artwork out of it and then, like, turned it into exhibit to bring awareness about the litter problem in their community. And um, I'm a mom of three teenage kids, and just like your grandkids, my kids get pretty um passionate about the litter that we see in our neighborhood and that's one thing that I've Mm -hmm. thought about doing in our neighborhood is instead of just automatically um, throwing the litter that we pick up in our neighborhood away um, saving it and using it to make um, you know like a sculpture Um, this particular story that I heard about um, because it was near an ocean like they created their litter into like a sculpture of like a blue whale or different kind of sea creatures to make it into like a um, like an ocean scene and I, I haven't googled it but you could probably do a quick google search for artwork made out of trash um, and you know find different stories I think different people throughout the country have done this um, but just an idea of how to bring awareness to mm-hmm. the, the issue of litter in our communities right and the amount and the amount that you can make huge art forms with this. Yes, I've seen that, Tina, and it, it's really interesting. And I do think it calls awareness. And as we move along, I think one thing um, that I want us to talk about is the volume, the volume of disposable items that we all use and what has happened that's so different um, with with our environment is that with the plastics industry and the the decline or the disappearance of reusable bottles like milk bottles and soda bottles and that kind of thing, um, 
we've increased, everything we use is disposable instead of reusable. I know on radio, I've told our our listeners before about my grandmothers who grew up in the uh, Depression era and um, are, are, were young adults in the Depression era. They saved everything. They saved every string, every rubber band, um, every piece of soap. Um, there were not disposables. They were reusables. Everything they used was reusable. And so, Tina, that's a great suggestion about gathering it up to show the volume of what's out there in our environment and making art form out of it. And it, But, you know, because the majority of this, if it doesn't end up in our oceans or on our roads, ends up in landfills. And we are having a problem with landfills. Um, in Mississippi, right around where I live, we have a probably the tallest point in our county is a landfill. It's um, it's a shame, but that's what we have. Well, Tina, thanks for calling. Did you have another comment? Um, I I did just have one more comment. Thank you so much for taking my call. And I because I was listening. I always listen to um, MPB while I'm driving around in my car, and I was driving home from the grocery store, and that's what um, prompted me to w- want to call in. But one one small thing that I do that, you know, I hope is, is helpful is that I use reusable um, grocery bags instead of taking the plastic bags. I don't know if someone has already um, mentioned this during your show, but what I do is, like, um, after I unload my groceries, then I just go ahead and automatically put my reusable grocery bags back in the back of my vehicle so they're always with me. I don't have to... I never forget them. They're just in the back of my my car in my trunk. Um, And, you know, it's just one small thing. Like, it's just one very, very small thing. But, um, you know, just trying to reduce the amount of disposable bags, just like you said, or disposable things that we use. And thank you for taking my call. I'm going to go ahead and hang up now. Yeah, Tina, that's a great suggestion. And it's a small thing, but if everybody did it, it'd be a huge thing. And so that's a, that's a wonderful idea. Um, so I think we're going to take a break. Craig, hang on, because I know I want to hear from you, and we have another caller. We're going to take a very short break, and we'll be right back. This is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about taking care of our environments, trying to stop the litter, and figuring out how we can make things better. You can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. The entire foundation of your child's brain is being built in the first five years of life. This construction is strengthened through the child's interactions with others. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. The good news is you have what it takes to be a brain builder. Learn more at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
Well, welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with my producer, Michelle McAdoo. We are talking about taking care of our environment, not littering. What can we do? How can we be a good model for our children? Um, How can we stop the waste that continues to go on? Um, We have so many individuals who who could reuse our items, yet so many times we throw them away. Um, What do we need to do about that? How can we help? Well, Craig has been patiently waiting. Craig from Biloxi. Craig, I wanted to get to you. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to get right to it. Uh, First off, if you try to take things to the local dump, there's a whole list of things you cannot take there. Uh, you can check, but there's tires and tanks and, and refrigerators and all kind of different things. And secondly, if you set up uh, like game cameras where people are dumping, or if you have videotape of someone having throwing trash out or having it come out of their car, like they do with the stop cameras in the cities, now you could mm-hmm. uh, you could find them and not give them criminal things, and they, that may slow that down. Uh, that's a good question, uh, suggestion because one of my questions, you may have heard it earlier in the show, is do you know anybody who's ever been fined or had to do community service for littering? I think it's hard to catch. That's one thing. I think so many times our policemen are so busy, our patrolmen are so busy trying to take care of other stuff that they don't have time, or maybe some of them don't care. I think most of it is that they just don't have time to address it. But if there were cameras out there, perhaps watching, especially where there are significant problem areas, maybe maybe that would be a solution. Now, I do know at the, the dumps that is a problem, and people get frustrated when they have something. Um, that they need to get rid of and they don't have a place to store it and they can't, they don't know where to put it. I think another big problem is that it costs. It costs to take things to to these um, dumps and landfills. And so that's why if we could learn to repair, reuse, quit being such incredible consumers and buying new things instead of finding a way to repurpose, that might be helpful. It might be helpful. And then there are people out there. Um, I know that in my community, if I have an old appliance, there are people out there who want that old appliance, maybe for parts, maybe to because they know how to fix it. Um, so to, to think about all of that, I don't know. Craig, any thoughts about that? Uh, a lot of it I do not uh, like tires I know a tractor trailer tires I have a big truck and it costs $10 if I want to take that old tire in there so I have several in the yard here because I you know I'm waiting for the day where they take tires and so yeah 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 well maybe that's why out in the country a lot of people use old tires for planters it might be a thought yeah that could be it (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay, Greg. Thanks, thanks so much. All right. Take care. Okay. Judy has also been patiently waiting. Um, Judy from Vicksburg. Hello. Hi, Judy. Um, Hi. 
Uh, I, I'm enjoying this, and uh, absolutely uh, trash on the roadsides is one of my biggest pet peeves. But I think we've got to be comprehensive about it. Uh, we've got to have um, buy-in by your city, by your county. But, you know, the children are really um, the answer, I believe, because if you train them up, uh, that home training – but they're not always getting that. But there is a way to do that, and that is through the schools. And I think if some adults would volunteer to go into the schools every year, and, you know, especially those for uh, kindergarten through first grade, I mean through uh, sixth grade, uh, and have programs that uh, talk about litter, why you shouldn't litter, Start with those children, and then when they're riding in the pickup truck with Daddy and there's trash flowing out, they're going to call him on it. Also, you have right. to get uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scout clubs uh, involved, uh, all the civic clubs. Make it where it's, it's everywhere on social media, where you have campaigns, but you don't just do it once. It has to be, you know, frequently. Uh, we used to have Adopt. Uh, a road. Uh, I've seen those signs many years ago. Uh, they need to do that again, where they pick up, you know, we, uh, during a time a certain group picks up trash along a certain designated road. But it has to be comprehensive. Also, the counties and the cities, they need to have uh, those uh, take your trash here, you know, couches and appliances and things right. like that. They need to have those you know, during COVID, they stopped doing that. Well, they need to start it again, and they need to have them more frequently. I mean, I know they have a trash budget uh, that they send out workers to pick it up, but that's that's not enough. It's it's not in every neighborhood. It's not in every place. But if you start with the children, I think that that's where it needs to begin, and I think it will end with them if they get that training that, you know, littering is not good for the environment. It's not good for our communities. That's all I had to say. And Judy, you said a lot of good. Um, I want to reemphasize the, the, the child issue. I, you know, that's been one of, one of my mantras for a long time. Our children are our future. We all know that. But the better we take care of the kids, the better we teach them, the better we model for them, the better off. Everything will be in the future. They're they're going to be the ones that make sure things are good. You know, um, for a long time, the seatbelt uh, proponents had kids remind their parents to put their seatbelts on. And I know um, early in the required seatbelt days, um, I heard many a child remind their parent or chastise their parent. Um, about not wearing your seatbelt. If I asked um, in my exam room when we were doing wellness checks, I would say, so do you wear seatbelt in the car? And the child would say, I do, but my mommy doesn't or my daddy won't or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I think she has an amazing point there. All right. We're going to stay on the phone. Stephanie from Washington County has called in. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, how are you? Doing well, doing well. The comment that I would like to say, in my county, 
there is a lot to be done. I I work in the rural area, and I see trash and garbage just thrown out quite a bit. And on one of the county roads that I travel five days a week, someone has taken, and I know it could be up to 50 tires and just thrown them on the side in the ditch. And I have called the county and called the county, you know, crew to come out, but they are still there. And this is like the second week, you know. So it's a big problem in this county that I I think is a big problem in this county. Well, Stephanie, I have a question for you. Do you think, um, have you ever thought about going to your um, your city officials or your county officials to see if perhaps they could pay more attention to this or go to a city meeting. If it's in the county, the city is whatever city is not going to be helpful, but perhaps to your county aldermen and, and see if they could be helpful. What do you think about that idea? It's it's kind of hard for me because of my working hours, but I do see some of our officials like if, if it's a weekend and I'm exercising at, you know, one of our local, uh, local, local Y or wherever, you know, I'm out walking and we'll stop and talk to them and tell them about the problems. And, you know, they, they will say, oh, we'll get somebody down there and I can go back. I can walk the same path the next week and the same pile of clothes that someone has come along, just dumped out on the, you know, on the, on, on a parking lot somewhere, they're still there. So I don't know how much they listen. They listen, but they're well, not doing any action at all. Right. And so maybe maybe someone needs to run for office who who cares about this. And I think that's, that is where we all need to start going, is to try to elect officials who really care about what's going on in our environment and and try to help us take care of what's so precious to us, our environment. Most of us live here because we want to live here and um, not because we have to. And uh, eventually people will tire of that. So I think, you know, any elected officials out there, that would be a wonderful thing to take on is to, to, let your constituents know that that you care enough about them to care about their space. I think Michelle was making at a point at one of our breaks that, you know, there are a lot of impoverished areas that nobody pays attention to what's going on in the environment. And if, if our officials would help clean it up so that people can see that somebody cares, perhaps it would get a little bit um, better. And Michelle has made a comment um, that, you know, maybe we need to get the media involved. Um, you know, to Stephanie's point, if the, the county officials won't listen, to call the media and, um, and ask your local television or radio station to put this on and say, I've been trying and it's not helping. I know that um, there are a couple of TV stations in in our area that will, when a citizen comes, they'll publicize it, and lo and behold, things often get fixed. So it might be an idea to think about getting something like that done. So, well, Stephanie, why don't you give it a try? See if it helps. 
Yes, because some of them, I, I would like to take them for a ride to show them <laughs> because, you know, they'll keep putting it off and pushing it to the back burner and, you know, it's just it's worse and worse and never gets done. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you calling and, and I think Michelle's idea is a good one. So maybe that's what we need to start doing is pushing to take better care of our environment. Okay. Um, if it's okay, Michelle, I'm going to skip our next break. I want to go on to Roger from Florence. Well, good morning. Thanks for what you're doing. I have a different take on what maybe we should do, but it takes the same sort of effort. Talking to your representative in the state legislature, the senator and your representative, if you know who they are, and if you don't, shame on you, give them a call, tell them that you want them to sponsor a bill which does away with our littering law, okay? There's no point. In fact, it's very counterproductive, and it teaches the wrong thing to children to have a law that nobody respects. So run for the legislature or get your legislator to take a position to retract, to take, to do away with the state law that has some sort of ridiculous little fine for littering. Do away with it. Mississippi will be the only state in the union that doesn't have an anti-littering law. And we should not have an anti-littering law because we don't enforce it. The other thing is I have begged the people, these are deputy sheriffs in Rankin County, <clears throat> who come out with a crew of prisoners who are being paid a minimum wage, some sort of small wage, to come out during the day and clean up the trash that's been thrown on the road the night before and they do it every few weeks. The road I live on looks like a trash dump all along the road. It's just ridiculous. But I've offered I'll pay twice whatever they're making if the same deputy will bring them out there during the night or right about 6 o'clock when people are coming along back from work and throwing their, their garbage out the window to catch these people right down the name tags. That might accomplish something, but no, then you're back to the question that you started out with. Who has ever heard, ever heard, of anybody in Mississippi ever paying a fine for littering? Well, it's a matter of representation. So if you can't run for office, at least get a commitment out of those people who do run for office. That's my comment. Huh. Well, Rod, Roger, those are those are that's interesting. I've never heard anybody say that. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if one of our states, our southern states, took away a littering law, um, people would view it as backwards. That we are going backwards. Um, I am certain of that. I hear what you're saying, though, and your point is well taken. If we have a law. And no one's called in to say that they've ever seen or heard of anyone being stopped um, for littering. Then what good is the law? I hear what you're saying. Um, and in my mind, like my grandson said, putting people in jail certainly is not something that I would recommend. I mean, but I think that if someone's caught littering on the spot, they should be um, required at some point to to contribute to the community by picking up litter, litter, not just here, but pick up other litter because um, 
if they threw it out in front of someone, they likely threw it out many other times. So, um, I don't know. I think we have time. If anyone would like to call in and respond to what Roger's thoughts are, I would love to hear your thoughts because I hear what he's saying. It makes sense. We have a law that nobody respects because there's trash everywhere. So what do we what do we do about that? Give us a call, one eight seven seven MPB ring, eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. There were a couple of other things as we're moving along. I wanted to make sure that, that we address something that I brought up um, at the beginning of the show and just to put a thought in your your head. I'm not saying that Keep America Beautiful hasn't done some good things. Um, but did you know that it was set up by some manufacturing industries back in the late 50s um, because they were concerned that um, if they were required to go back to making things that had to be reusable, like reusable glass bottles and reusable um, soft drink bottles, that it would cost them more and their profits would drop. So Keep America Beautiful then started laying the blame of the litter on individuals who littered, um, not on themselves who manufactured all this disposable stuff. So I'm not saying that we should all start a campaign to get rid of all the disposable stuff. But what I'd like to throw out to our listeners, the idea of using less disposable stuff, reuse things. Um, i buy things in glass jars. Um, and I, <laughs> I reuse my glass jars for storage, for all kinds of different things. And um, I'm sort of occasionally made fun of because I do participate in that, but it's okay because I have the right size glass bottle to put things in when others don't. So I would just encourage all of you to think about um, coming up with a way to use less disposable, just like um, one of our earlier callers, I believe it was Tina from Ocean Springs, had mentioned, you know, keep some reusable bags in your car. And uh, instead of using disposable grocery uh, sacks to um, use those, uh, it there's there's no unless you just have to have some for reuse in some other way then do that think about ways to make a difference there so in the last couple of minutes uh, i want to also mention something that we never got to and that is food waste food waste is the fourth largest material category uh, of waste now food decomposes, right? But if you put it in one of those great hefty bags um, and it, you send it to a landfill in your garbage can, then it's in that plastic bag that's been filled up. So um, my, my request to our listeners is to start teaching your children about composting. You can compost so much. Um, you can compost food items, those big juicy watermelons that you cut up, the rinds can be composted. Um, you can compost dryer lint. Um, you can compost a lot of different paper items. So 
to read about composting. It can enhance your garden. Think about doing that. Um, and here, here's something else that I wanted to throw out there in the last minute or two. There are a couple of things that even I was doing that I didn't realize was bad for the environment. For example, throwing out an apple core or breadcrumbs. If you don't throw out your paper products, but you're going along the road and you throw out an apple core, an orange peel or breadcrumbs, um, and it hits the side of the road, eventually it will decompose. That's correct. But there are two things that happen. One, one bad model, because you threw something out of the window and nobody knows it's decomposable. And two, um, it attracts animals, right? And so you might inadvertently cause an accident or kill an animal. So think about that. Lots of things to think about. I really appreciate our callers. As always, you make the show, um, gave some great suggestions. So if you would like to hear this show again or any other episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Pink Radio and engineered by Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Butters, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here Now, coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.